This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm your host Sherry and you are listening to From the Dark Side podcast. Today's case was pretty recent, taking place in 2023. A woman goes on a first date with a man to a Seattle Mariners game. They had just met a few weeks before. She is seen enjoying herself and even takes a selfie of the two together. This will eventually be widely circulated online. After the game, she is seen exiting the stadium with him and is never seen again. This case first caught my attention a few months ago. I follow a ton of true crime pages and websites. So when I saw this story on one of the mainstream news sites, I was like, huh, what do we got here? I think it was the photo that caught my attention the most because they look like a happy couple enjoying themselves and then she's never seen again. And who is this mystery man in the photo she took and where is Leticia? This is episode 96, the case of Leticia Martinez Cosman. This story takes place in 2023, which we are wrapping up in just a few weeks. Hollywood screenwriters and actors are currently on strike. There's been a lot of weird weather phenomena going on with ocean storms, earthquakes, and wildfires. There is the Israel-Gaza War. Taylor Swift was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. India and Russia raced to see who could get to the moon first this year. A Russian lunar vehicle crash-landed, and a few days later, a lunar vehicle from India landed as well. Barbie and Oppenheimer came to theaters and boosted the economy with people getting out of their houses and returning back to theaters. And lastly, the top-selling vehicle was the Ford F-Series truck. Leticia Martinez Cosman is a 58-year-old single mom who lives in Renton, Washington, which is about 20 minutes outside of Seattle. She was born March 26, 1965. Leticia goes by the nickname Letty. I've heard her family talk about her and they all call her Letty, so that's what I'll refer to her as for the rest of the episode. She has one child who is an adult son who is 24 years old. Her son's name is Patrick. Now, Patrick is special needs. According to West Seattle blog, Patrick has autism, Asperger's, and OCD. He lives at home, but he doesn't venture out much or have a lot of contact with others. His mother, Letty, is his full-time caregiver. She can leave the house for a few hours and leave him by himself, but she's never gone too long. 
because Patrick requires full-time care. Letty was a great mom and provided excellent care for Patrick. He was her world, and she did whatever she had to do in order to make ends meet. Letty was married at one point to Patrick's father, but they divorced and her ex-husband moved to Texas. Letty is a former owner of a coffee shop in Seattle called Cafe Rosella. She owned it during the 2000s. According to her family, she hosted community events in support of cultural diversity, live music, and local AA meetings. She seems like an amazing person and is well known in the area by locals and tourists. Letty's sister said her life motto was to embrace life, to take it as it comes, regardless of its ups and downs. She went on to say she is resilient, a pillar in their community, and a caring person. On March 19, 2023, Letty is shopping at her local Costco with one of her friends. She meets a man at the food court, and she sees he's wearing Seattle Mariners apparel. He appears a little younger than Letty. She just turned 58, and he looks like he's in his mid-40s. Now, Letty is a huge fan of the Seattle Mariners, and they strike up a conversation. The man said that he didn't have anything to eat, and he was hungry. So Letty, being the nice person that she is, bought him a hot dog from the food court. Then she tells him, look, I've got tickets to a Seattle Mariners game in a couple weeks when they play the Cleveland Guardians. The other ticket is yours if you want to go with me. This is a person she just met. This is how nice she is. He accepts, and they exchange phone numbers. Her friend recognized the number as being from the state of Washington, so he's local. I don't know if this baseball game is considered a first date for them or if they met up in in the time in between when they met at Costco and when it was game day, but they did communicate by phone. I checked out Letty's Facebook page and she was very active. She posted almost every day. Most were just nice quotes and funny pictures and videos. She seemed like she put off a good vibe. Her last post was the day of the baseball game, March 31st, 2023. She heads to the game at T-Mobile Stadium in Seattle. Letty drives her SUV, which is a Honda CRV. She's no fool and she's not going to let this stranger pick her up. She's going to drive herself there and back and just meet this guy there instead. She was being safe. The game begins at 7.10 p.m. The temperature is in the upper 40s and pretty cold, but all these baseball fans. They don't care about that. They're there to watch the game. Letty and this mystery man are caught on camera a couple times in the stands. Letty gets out her phone and snaps a photo of her and her date. They appear happy. Letty has a big smile and the man is sticking his tongue out. He is wearing distinctive black glasses. Letty texts this photo to one of her friends. The Seattle Mariners end up losing to the Guardians and the game ends. According to West Seattle blog, security footage provided by the Seattle Mariners and T-Mobile Park show Letty and the man staying to the end of the game and around 10.30 p.m. walking together out of the park and into a nearby parking garage where they walk up the stairs to the third floor and walk together towards the parked vehicles. This is the last known footage of Letty. The next morning is April 1st, 2023. Letty didn't come home to her son Patrick last night. He's okay, but wondering where his mom could be. One of Letty's friends receives a text from her phone. 
saying that she had left the game last night and ran into an old boyfriend and ended up hanging out all night with him. Later that day, a friend receives a text from Letty's phone, saying that she was okay and was babysitting. Then her phone sends a text to a friend she was supposed to babysit for, saying she had to cancel. Her brother said that he also received some texts from her he describes as uncharacteristic and odd. You know how you just know someone and how they text? It becomes like their signature style of texting. Well, Letty's brother recognized that something was very wrong just by the text he was receiving. Finally, her brother decides to just call her. It just rings and rings, though. Eventually, the phone is powered off and no more text messages are sent from Letty's phone. The next morning at 2 a.m., this is over 24 hours since that baseball game ended, Letty's son Patrick is still home alone. He is asleep in his bed when he hears a knock at the door. It's not his front door, though. Someone is knocking on his bedroom door. He doesn't recognize the man standing in his bedroom doorway, but says he's probably in his 40s. He's wearing glasses. He's also got a face mask on, like a standard blue COVID mask. Patrick, remember, is special needs. He has autism, Asperger's, and OCD and requires a full-time caregiver. So I can't relate to what he's feeling, but I imagine he is scared and confused. The man tells him his mother was hurt. You need to come with me to the hospital to see her. I'll take you there right now. Patrick and this man get in an SUV. It's the middle of the night. Patrick's been told his mom is injured and this man's going to drive him to the hospital so he can see her. Instead, they drive around Seattle for a while, only stopping so the man could get a bottle of water. Around two hours total, they just ride around when suddenly the man pulls the car over. He hops in the back seat and sits behind Patrick. He takes a plastic bag and puts it over Patrick's head and begins choking him with his forearm across Patrick's neck. He tells Patrick he's doing this for his mom because his mom doesn't want him to go to an institution because of his conditions. Now, Patrick is over six foot tall and 200 pounds. He's a big guy. He was able to overpower the man. He begins thrashing around and clawing at the man's hands. Finally, he managed to bite the man's hand really hard. He's also managed to blow the horn a lot using his head. Some calls to 911 at this very early morning hour say there's an SUV sitting on the side of the road and the lights are going off, the horn's blowing, something's wrong. The man tells Patrick to get out of the car and he speeds away and leaves Patrick on the side of the road. At this time, there's a call to 911 that a large man is standing on the side of the road. Every time a car approaches, he hides in the bushes. Patrick is, again, he's scared and he's confused. The neighbors don't want to approach him. They just watch from a distance and say he is pacing back and forth. Patrick takes out his cell phone and calls his mom, but it just goes to voicemail. He calls his dad, who lives in Texas, and tells him as best as he can what happened. His dad tells him to hang up and call 911. Patrick places a call to 911. The call was released to the public. I don't want to play it on here because he is a vulnerable adult. Much like children's calls, I just don't feel right doing it. 
But in the call, you can hear Patrick say, I don't know what's going on. I was in a car with some guy and I thought he was going to kidnap me. I don't know. He got me in his car and he took off. The operator asks him what city he's in and he gets upset and says he doesn't know. He, he says he doesn't know who to trust and that he's scared and he's sorry. The Renton police arrive and find Patrick standing on the side of the road beside some bushes and visibly disoriented, upset, and covered in the man's blood from where he bit him. They take him to get checked out and they ask him to describe the man who did this to him. He says he doesn't recognize him but that he had facial hair and black glasses. He says his mom hasn't been home all day after going to a baseball game. Two hours later, this is 6.40 a.m., the fire department receives a call of an SUV on fire. It's a Honda CRV, and it's fully engulfed in flames sitting near Lewis Park and North Beacon Hill. This vehicle was confirmed to be Letty's, and she was not inside. The fire marshal determines that the fire had started with the use of accelerants. It is extinguished and towed into the impound yard. Letty's brother, Ricardo, reports her missing after hearing that she still hasn't come home, plus the attack on Patrick. Letty's friend that she had sent the photo to of them at the game sends the photo to police, and they know the key to finding Letty may lie in finding out who this man is and where he's at. They take note that the man in the photo looks similar to the man Patrick had described as attacking him. Ricardo takes the photo of Letty and the man and drives to a bunch of bars in the area. He goes into each one and asks if anyone's seen this man in the area. No one recognizes him. He tells them that if this man comes in the bar, just hold him and call the police, call me, call whoever, just don't let him out. The police make the connection between Letty's Honda CRV and now she's missing and her son was attacked. They've released the photo of them at the baseball game that she had sent to a friend. Of course, they can't say for sure that the man in the photo is the same person who attacked Patrick, but he certainly could be. The police learned that on March 28, 2023, just three days before the baseball game Letty was last seen at, There was a prowler in a neighborhood in nearby Genesee Hill. Neighbors had surveillance of a man wearing a Seattle Mariners jacket and walking through people's yards in the middle of the night. I was amazed at just how clear this video was. These people had cameras with really good definition. He looked identical to the man in the photo with Letty. He wandered around this house for about an hour before noticing the camera watching him. He leaves and comes back and tries to enter the home, but the door was locked. He disabled all of the cameras, except he missed one of them. He cut the Xfinity cable line. He broke in the shed and stole a leaf blower and an outdoor clock. Police release this surveillance footage to the public with hopes that someone will recognize the man in the video. This same exact man who was prowling through yards and at the baseball game with Letty, was seen in a neighbor's surveillance camera who is across the street from Letty's house. They spot him go inside Letty's house at the same time Patrick said a man came in his house while he was sleeping. 
You would think that since the man assaulted Patrick and was responsible for Letty disappearing, he would leave town or change his appearance, and that's not what happened at all. This man was spotted the next day, April 3rd, 2023, at a Costco in the in the area. Now, this is the same Costco he met Letty at a couple weeks before, wearing the same Seattle Mariners jacket as the one he was wearing in the photo and the surveillance footage sneaking into people's yards at night. He's in the Costco now, and he walks over to the jewelry counter display case, and he lifts it up and removes the jewelry inside by the handful a total of $10,000 worth, all on camera. He then bolts out of the store. A security officer was able to capture the license plate number of the car he got in and drove away. It was a 1999 Audi A6. The next day, the man goes into another Costco and is recognized by someone in the store as being the same man who robbed the jewelry counter at the other Costco. He was recognized because he had black glasses and that same Seattle Mariners jacket. This is obviously the world's dumbest criminal. An off-duty officer in the store doing his shopping is notified about the man. He was able to place him under arrest and the man is brought into the police station for questioning. So we learn that this man's name is Brett Gitchell and he is 46 years old. They sit him down to talk to him, and they know way more than he believes that they do. They notice that he has a number of cuts and abrasions on his hands, as well as a bite mark. They watch him take off the Seattle Mariners game entry band he had on his wrist and slide it into his pocket. Again, world's dumbest criminal. They show him a photo of Letty and ask him if he knows her. Brett says he's never met that woman in his life. They ask him if he had been to any baseball games in the last week. Brett says no. They ask, well, what about that entry band you just took off your wrist? He said that it belonged to a friend and he had given it to him. Now they're going to turn up the heat because he's obviously lying. They show him the photo of him and Letty together at the game, sitting next to each other and posing for the camera. Brett says she looks familiar, like a woman he met at Costco a few weeks ago. Then he asks for a lawyer and stops talking. A little background on Brett Gitchell. He, again, is 46 years old. He's from Washington, and he has a number of arrests dating back 20-plus years. He has seven felonies and nine misdemeanors, all convicted, by the way. He hadn't had any arrests since 2013, though. According to Heavy.com, his previous arrests included being convicted in 1998 on a felony drug charge, two counts of felony theft in 1993, and a felony charge of vehicle prowl in 1992. He was convicted of misdemeanor charges of driving with a suspended license, making a false statement to a public servant, DUI, domestic violence assault, theft, and malicious mischief. He was a bus driver for a nonprofit group for a while, but had been fired from his job. I checked out his Facebook page, and the most recent post is gawking at gas prices with a Let's Go Brandon hashtag. It says that he went to Renton Technical College. Another of his Facebook pages says he went to Central Washington College. His occupation listed is a bus driver for Hope Source. It doesn't state that he was fired and he no longer works there. Hope Source is a nonprofit group that, according to their website, moves people to 
self-sufficiency by providing access to education, employment, economic development, and vital services. Brett says in his own words, I drive a bus full-time that connects county residents from lower to upper county. I really enjoy what I do. It's an honor to be trusted to transport the county's finest residents regardless of upper county's extreme and unforgiving weather. We learned that Brett had a protection order from his own mom. She claimed in 2017 that Brett told her he was going to bash her head in. She also felt afraid that he was going to kill her and got the restraining order. A former girlfriend got a restraining order against him as well. This guy's like a ticking time bomb. As recently as January 2023, just two months before Letty disappeared, Brett's landlord said she was having problems with him as well and feared he was going to burn the whole apartment down. In December 2022, a staff member at Central Washington College contacted police because she said that they received a call from Brett Gitchell claiming he used to go to the school and he had contracted a disease from pool equipment that infected him with nanotechnology and that he was currently looking for the CIA headquarters. This police station also said that they were contacted by the Secret Service and wanted information on Brett. And that's all I know about that. I don't know if anything came out of that or if he had federal charges or what was going on. It was the same month, December 2022, that Brett contacted a non-emergency helpline in his county. He claimed that he was home and hit his head and was going in and out of consciousness. When paramedics showed up, they couldn't find him in his apartment. Brett tells his neighbor that while they were looking for him, he was hiding in a secret closet in his apartment. Police reach out to Brett's ex-girlfriend like, what is up with this guy? Why is he doing this? She tells them that he has a history of addiction to meth and prescription pills. So back to the police station interview, Brett has requested a lawyer, which it's his right to do that. He's done talking to police since they showed him a photo of him and Letty together at the game. He says, well, I'm done. He's not going to talk, so they're going to have to do a lot of work to figure out what happened. They were able to get Letty's cell phone data from T-Mobile They got a warrant to get Brett's cell phone and learned that he was in the area of Letty's house the night that Patrick was attacked. Besides, they also have him on surveillance. Later that morning, he heads to a Shell gas station where he walks in and buys a gas can and a lighter. He fills the gas canister full of fuel. This is close to where Letty's Honda CRV was found burning. His phone pings at the location of Letty's car. It also showed that Brett did some traveling. This is what investigators were hoping that they wouldn't find. He drives to a mountainous region where he stayed for a short bit and then he left. It later showed him arriving at Letty's house where he picked up Patrick and assaulted him. It showed him at the location where Patrick was dumped off and later found. Investigators know that mountainous region where his phone pinged needs to be searched immediately. Hidden in the woods, they found the body of 58-year-old Leticia Martinez-Cosman. Brett Gitchell is charged with second-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, first-degree kidnapping, second-degree unlawful possession of a firearm, second-degree arson, first-degree theft, and second-degree burglary. Letty's cause of death was strangulation, 
This act of strangulation was what he tried to do to Patrick as well. She was found face down and partially submerged in a creek. Where her body was found was only a little over a mile from where Patrick was found on the side of the road. I'm so thankful that Patrick was able to overpower him. I can't imagine the emotions his mother would feel knowing this happened to her precious son, who she protected his whole life. Brett says that he is going to fight these charges, and he pleads not guilty. This was especially disappointing to Letty's family. Now there's going to be some long, drawn-out trial, and Patrick will likely need to testify, and they just want Brett to pay for what he's done, and he won't even admit it. I think my biggest question is why? Letty was nothing but kind to him. Her brother says, and I 100% agree with his theory, He says, my sister was a very giving, trusting person. She always looked out for the best in anyone. I think this lowlife thief targeted her. I guess he saw, oh, she's got baseball tickets. I wonder if she's got money. And when Letty somehow got in his way, he just killed her and tried to kill her son to cover his tracks. A celebration of life was held for Letty. Her family says she is missed and she is loved. One of her sisters said, Letty's departure from this earth came too soon, leaving a void in our life that can never be filled. While we mourn her absence, we vow to keep her memory alive in our hearts and minds forever. A GoFundMe was set up by her family to help Patrick with his care. I checked this morning and saw $42,000 has been raised so far. It reads that Patrick will have extensive physical and mental health needs in the days and months ahead, and we cannot do it alone. This poor kid has been through a lot, losing his mom to murder, getting kidnapped and assaulted, on top of having all these conditions. It's got to be so hard. The last I read about him was that he moved to Texas to live with his father. His family has done an outstanding job protecting his privacy. Rest in peace to Leticia Martinez-Cosman. That's it for this week, and I'll see you all again soon. Take care, and much love to you all.